Hello, this is editor Shanae. I just wanted to give you a sort of trigger warning for this episode. There's a lot of talk about fat phobia, body image, some eating disorder talk. It's quite the episode. So if you like don't want to fuck with any of that, which I totally understand, maybe skip this episode um, and I'll be back soon. Okay, that's it. Let's do it. fandom Shanae here and welcome to this new episode this is a very special episode a very special twice episode with a bunch of other things like this episode (laughs) when I was like preparing to talk about twice and girl groups in general when I tell you I went on a fucking journey I went on a journey into like womanhood feminism the cool girl problem the early 2000s fat phobia everything like I went into everything ever so much is like wrapped up in this topic that I just like wasn't expecting you know how it started is that like basically what happened was that I was so I went to the twice concert And going to the Twice concert, and I'll talk about this later, is like a revolutionary experience. Like, there is something about going to a concert among people screaming for women that is like, truly has like healing properties, right? And I was just like sitting there and (laughs) just like, and I was like, with my friend, like I went with my friends, I dressed up. It was like the whole experience was totally different. I'll tell you about it. But I started like posting videos about it to my Instagram, talking about it. Kind of like, because I was before that, I wasn't really a once. Like I was like into twice and I really wanted to go to the concert. But like as as I've, we'll, we'll talk about GOT7 next week. But as I've established, my alt groups are BTS, GOT7, and Blackpink, of course. Blackpink is was my like I'm a, I'm like a blink before I'm even a BTS fan. When I was really actively into Blackpink, when they were actually creating things, I was not a content creator at the time because it was like late 2020. Because it's fucking like I didn't know it was gonna be like a military bestie. Because that's how it feels. Because <laughs> it's been uh, about about the length of an enlistment since they've had another album. So I ne- I didn't I didn't experience being able to write content for them and to like really like do that. And so I was like putting out twice footage because I was like so excited, and I kept getting these comments, <laughs> these comments, and I found myself inside the ecosystem of 
girl group comments. And I've talked about this before. There's an episode that I released literally this time last year where I dived into girl groups, talk about biases and stuff like that. And even looking back, I don't think I fully grasped how sort of like dire the girl group <laughs> thing is and how much like biases and prejudices and like just like shitty, you know, internalized like misogynistic bullshit that was wrapped up into people's perceptions of girl groups until I started posting in them. And well-meaning, perfectly nice people started saying these things that I just like couldn't believe. And so that sort of like started this like big journey into how we perceive women, how we perceive ourselves and stuff like that. So I think one of the things where we're talking about kind of like the perception of girl groups and sort of like how there's like a negative perception and like why people say things like girl groups don't hit the same or they're boring or I can't really get into their personalities and stuff like that. I think before we sort of like are able to have that conversation, we need to talk about what I call the Zendaya effect (laughs) when it comes to men and sort of boy bands and groups in general. And, you know, this is something that you experience, especially if somebody asks you to get into a group and you can't get into them. One of the things that is so miraculous around about BTS, and I think that like why BTS um, has been able to do what they do, is that there is a guy for everyone in BTS, if you are. <laughs> like, whatever type of guy that you like, any type of personality you like, you will find a member in BTS to connect with even if it's visually, personality, whatever. And I don't think that, I think that people really take for granted how much we are kind of predisposed to sort of like men and how little resistance we have to liking men because of the patriarchal system. So when, so, you know, it's easy to get into a male group just because the same way that it's easy for you to fall in line at a job or, you know, (laughs) naturally believe a guy or like, you know, all that stuff is all the same thing with the Zendaya effect where it's like, you know, one, something that somebody told me was a couple people were like, oh, I'm like looking at the interviews and it's just like, you know, it's not as interesting. And I'm like, okay, but like how many BTS interviews are actually interesting? There's only a couple, right? Like, you know this because like when we do sort of like those highlight reels, it's the same interviews over and over again, but it's a Zendaya effect where everything that they do has a higher impact. You like it more and you're more into it because you're thinking with your dick, (laughs) or whatever appendage you have and so there's not a lot of resistance when it comes to being enamored with and being interested in a man because when we are when we become attracted to a man or we feel whatever whatever like whatever kind of like energy we feel whether it's like you know you know if you're a lesbian it's more like a you know that camaraderie that gender envy or whatever it's just easier with men to get there because we're not in competition with men we are trained in a society where we want to please men we want to be pleased by men all that stuff our desire to partner all that stuff comes from 
a desire for men. And so this sort of like dynamic creates just ease where with women, there's a lot of resistance, lots of resistance, right? First of all, there's just natural internalized misogyny that comes with being a person in the world. You know, the way that we're pit where you are automatically wanting to compare yourself to another woman. And this is something that I think is sort of like, I gotta have so many things I want to say. Because <laughs> this is something that a lot of people say that like, body image issues and stuff affects like kind of prevents them from getting into k-pop and i don't know this is like okay okay let's do a trigger warning right let's do a trigger warning for this part and i think that that's valid kind of like it's really interesting because this goes into like a bigger sort of like mindset and methodology around how we deal with triggers, how we deal with certain things, and how we approach them. Not sort of like encouraging the cultivating and the growth of women because of your personal insecurities that have nothing to do with them, right? Like that, it becomes a political thing, right? Like, is that something that you're cool with? And I think the reason why we are cool with it is because of that natural predisposition to not want to like women anyway. But that's the thing about that. So like the comparison and sort of like being in a space where girl group members are responsible for sort of shouldering the burden of a system that victimizes them and how we are consciously participating in the detriment of their careers because of this, idea because of this comparison this this idea of competition this idea of all that stuff of like wanting to sort of separate yourself from femininity and all this stuff and like beauty as a sort of effort to protect yourself like is that something that we want to participate in that's just the question I have with it because you know I think that Black women have such a different relationship with beauty than I feel like other, even people of color have or different whatever. And especially as a black fat woman, like the idea of using an idol as a self-esteem marker seems kind of, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me personally because that level of beauty and accessing that type of beauty is so inaccessible to me that even as somebody who's in recovering for a lot of different things and is like healing in a lot of different ways I don't have access to that type of comparison it's like I mean I've grown up and maybe this is like my own healing but like I mean I did I grew up wanting to be somebody else for like my whole life like truly wanted to wake up in another body I remember Lizzo talked about this one time and I like cried because I'd never heard anybody like talk about that feeling of wanting to like wake up and be somebody else like be a totally different identity and so and then you grow up and then you realize you can't but maybe when you're somebody who is closer to that level or whatever but yeah I don't that type of like I said my relationship to beauty and that type of conversation and probably somebody else's who has access to it or whatever is different. A huge part of this is like feeling like you're comparing yourself and how as a society, not just like we're not even comparing ourselves for the sake of comparison. A lot of it is about the male gaze, right? Like I know something that people, a lot of people were also saying, it's like 
you know, saying the quiet thing out loud, which is that like, you know, a lot of people hate girl idol, girl group idols in a lot of way because they feel like they are more, they have more of a chance with their own idols or they feel like they, you know, are more desirable in a way that is going to appeal to male idols, which is so interesting because something that like recently happened is that there was, I swear this, this podcast is going to be like a windy road, but whatever, I'm not going to edit it (laughs) because I don't have time. But, um, somebody did, I think persona and I'll put their, I don't know if the videos are still up, but they did videos about kind of like how like they do what idols would date a fat, what would would fuck a fat girl. Right. Which is like a fun, like really funny videos. I love the videos they are so fun, but the comments were like crazy because it was just basically sort of like this, what I'm talking about, the sort of like mirror of desirability and how women feel about themselves and their chances with idol members and, kind of like you know it was it was it was really it was it was like hardcore like being on those comments like I I thought I was like pretty healed around this stuff but reading the comments was like gnarly dude because it was like every like thing that as a black like a fat person you've said to yourself was just like out there in the open in the comments and being like you know, they don't like you, da, 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 da. like, it's, I, I, I want to believe, but whatever. And it's, to me, to me, this doesn't make sense because, I mean, it does make sense, you know, it makes sense in a lot of ways because, and again, this is when we're talking about the girl groups and the whatever, and how a lot of our perceptions is like based off of the male gaze and centering the male gaze, right? And I just feel like it's not, even though I love the videos, I just feel like it's like not helpful to I, the, the, this conversation in general and K-pop is not helpful. Is not helpful. I don't think, which is sort of like the, like, it's like the, I feel like one of the early episodes I talked about K-pop members and black girls and K-pop member. And so this is like a variation of that where we are kind of like centering our perceptions of ourselves and our desires based off of the perceptions of these idol members who are essentially like fantasy actors, right? Like you, you're not supposed to be desirable to like, it's not your job to be hot for JK. It's his job to be hot for you. And, you know, he's somebody who takes that job very, very seriously. I think that like, I, I think I would love to hear what they think about this idea, <laughs> like, like this sort of like perception of creating like this sort of cottage industry around the preferences of K-pop idols, because at the end of the day, like the hottest girl, you know, is not going to fuck J-Hope. He's, she's just not. So like, why are we doing this to ourselves? But again, that kind of gets to like, you know, when I talk about the intimacy tax and sort of like how intimacy is so well cultivated, how we get in this frame of space in our heads where we are wanting to really reenact this reality, even though it's clearly fake. But like, what's the alternative, right? Like, it's like either you kind of like get to play out this fantasy of you and your idol of your dreams and kind of like 
And then also like the idea of like using this fantasy to like torture yourself because I hear this all the time and it's always just like so um, unsettling to me to hear people really reflect honestly about how the preferences of an idol makes them feel worse about themselves, whether it's age, race, body size is something that I just would like to abolish completely because it's just completely not the point. Like it's, it's just not the point. Like, again, the point is, is it's a fantasy industry. Like, you know, it's not like, it's like, it's kind of like if you, (laughs) people aren't going to like this comparison, but it's like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know if I should make this comparison, but okay. You guys know how I feel about K-pop that it's, a fantasy industry, right? You're being sold fantasy. Like, remember, okay, you know those pictures that there was pictures that just recently came out, and it was like I don't know how much the people who listen to this podcast know that I'm like a big plant mama. Like, I have over thirty plants, maybe closer to forty plants. I have a lot of plants. Like, I'm really into plants, and that's like what I'm known for. It's like it's like my big hobby, my big happiness is plants, right? And there's this picture of Nam June, and he's just like sitting among his plants and it's such like it's such like bait it's like fucking it's like a centerfold right and that's like what the experience of bts is is they're meant to be sort of centerfold fantasy food and it's like the same way that like a man goes to a strip club (laughs) and they don't really ask or think about how she would exist in their day-to-day life because it's a fantasy that they turn on and off. And if they do, it's sort of like a breach of the trust of that relationship. You know what I mean? I feel like it's, it should be the same with K-pop in a lot of ways. Like, and I think that that's complicated because obviously mostly women, I mean, if I, my audience is mostly women. I would love to hear how men feel about this because I know I have some men who listen to me. But, like, women don't sort of, like, interact with their desires in the same way. So, like, the emotional connection is, like, really important. And it's hard to, like, turn that on and off. But for the sake of, like, kind of, like, this idea of, like, desirability and how you're perceived by idols, I think it's, like, worth kind of, like, learning from men. It really is. Like, I think that, like, taking the same approach healthy men do, right? Not, like, men who are not healthy, who, like, you know, who, like, follow people, follow their strippers home or whatever. But, like, this idea of, like, you step in and it's a fantasy and when you step out, you're out of it. I just think that it's such a, it's such a much, it's such a much healthier way of interacting with the fandom because at the end of the day, it's supposed to make you feel better. It's not supposed to make you feel worse. And again, going back to, you know, if you're using like not even the male idols, but if also like the female, like, the girl idols are meant to be a fantasy too. It's like a fun fantasy. They're like your best friends or your girlfriends who are like up there doing like that was my dryer, who are up there like killing it. That's a fantasy too. And you don't want to like put yourself in this position of being sort of disempowered and like feeling like shitty about that fantasy you know so I just think that that like I just what did I even just say I just was like talking a bunch of like nonsense but yeah I think that um so but yeah I went off on a tangent about the fat phobia like the fat and the fat phobia in the comments like there's no reason why fat phobia should be 
in K-pop. Like, it doesn't matter. And I think that's what makes me so, that's what made me so mad about Namjoon for so such a long time. It's what makes me so frustrated with BTS so much because of their fat phobic body image comments is because like if you're gonna build this fan and again this is like the blurred line right because like people will be like well, we want them to be real but it's not real it's like you we don't know anything about bts besides their fucking weights and i know this is a hot take and i know that people might get mad at me for saying that but it's true like people always i swear like everybody I know that we feel like we have like really hardcore emotional connections and and like literally like I fucking love Jimin Jello Park like <laughs> I love Jimin right I'm so inspired by Hobie like I am I feel like I want to like like sugar I just want to like consume him like it's never enough you know what I mean like I have these strong feelings but these feelings are not based on my intimate knowledge of who they are it's about it's like it's like it's like having feelings like you do for like Mr. Darcy or like a character in a book right and so it's just it and that's what it and that's kind of like what it should be and this is like this is like a thing that I keep telling I'm supposed to be talking about curl groups sorry but yeah that's sort of like that like no fat phobia like we want to know and if you're going to give us information give us like something else other than your weight and again that's why it frustrates me that that's like there because they can take everything out but they can't take fat phobia out and it's such a detriment to everybody and it's so unnecessary and then it translates to this culture where fat women want to embrace and be a part of this fantasy and they feel like they can't because of the fat phobia that exists so leave fat women alone. As I've said a million times, if Jen says he likes a big bitch, he likes a big bitch, leave us alone. Okay. So back to the girl groups. <laughs> so like when it comes to like talking through like this experience of feeling like you can't really engage with girl groups or whatever because of these things and like our internalized misogyny and sort of like not having the Zendaya effect that kind of like propels us to this place of like being able to enjoy I think like a good way to like kind of like transition out of that is to really like feel first of all like I said I do think that the again I'm talking about my OCD treatment effect is like a good way to go about it it's like you know I don't know like again like it depends on how extreme your this problem is like if you're seriously in recovery like if you're really like dealing with in extreme eds and you feel like participating in this culture of girl groups is going to make you fall down the hole that you can't get out of then absolutely this is not applied to you but if it's just like a casual insecurity and like casual internalized misogyny and casual like casual like cool girlness right like how can we like approach girl groups and fight our biases like there's so many biases that exist that kind of can impact our enjoyment of girl groups like versus it's like the the cool girl effect which is like you know I was really into Blackpink it was really into that but I think that a lot of people are kind of turned off by twice and their femininity and how beautiful they are and, and their type of choreography there's like this something somebody was like it's all infant like they're infantilizing the girls and it's like all sexualization which is like absurd because hello <laughs> like how can you how can you blame like all of them do it everybody does it like 
everybody gets infantilized and over-sexualized. And that's BTS does it. Every group does it. Girl groups do it, whatever. It, it, it definitely exists for everybody. And again, like, how are you going to blame the women for being a part of a system that's perpetuating when you can sort of like put your energy towards supporting the things that you like to see in them. And also like opening your eyes, especially now this, like this criticism just seems completely bunk because like there's like the only, the only groups that are in operation right now are mostly girl crush groups. And so girl crush groups are like black, pink, itsy stuff like that. And twice has also sort of moved away from kind of like the cuter concepts and are kind of doing more like grown up concepts. So this idea that they're being infantilized and stuff like that, is just like not it. Also like the sort of like argument that the music doesn't hit is like completely bogus because the boy groups have been putting out subpar music since I've been a part of K-pop. Like the mu- like I feel like most of the boy like m- pretty much every boy group unless you're NCT. NCT is the only group that whole fucking unit cuz my universe hot sauce that last NCT album like NCT doesn't put out anything but bangers. But beyond NCT, none of these bands have been putting out like bangers like like if you look like if you look at (laughs) the music that's been put out I think Stray Kids maybe like Stray Kids did Maniac which is a banger and God's Menu but everything else has not been hitting it just has not been hitting like the girl groups have like and if you look at the charts it reflects this like the girl groups are putting out the better music, right? And so again, we talk about the Zendaya effect <laughs> where we're grading these men on a curve because of our because of our dicks, because of our attraction to them, because of our kind of like wanting for them to succeed in a way because our system is like built for us to be trained that way. And so, yeah, and I think with Twice, they're just like and I and I totally get this sort of like instinct to want to like I said, the cool girl or not, whatever, whatever. But I think that like seeing, cause you know, a lot of people like use BTS as an opportunity to like open different sides of themselves and like invite other aspects of their personality in. Right. And I, and I feel like twice has really kind of like opened me up to like rediscovering my femininity and thinking about beauty and sort of like having fun with it. Like they are because like, I feel like again, like my relationship to beauty and how I view myself has always been very strenuous because of like my identity. Like I've always leaned very heavily on my brain and like, cause I feel like I'm pretty cool and like, I'm like a good hang and I have like good energy and I have like kind of like divorced myself from my physical self in a way. And I I feel like getting into twice is like inspiring me to get more into that again and be like more excited about that again and I wonder if that's like a good way to like think about how we think about how we're going to engage with girl groups is thinking of like okay what do I want to cultivate like what's cool about it and and you know at the end of the day it's hard I mean for some people they just might not be able to get into girl groups because it's like too hard like you know, like I said, like you look at a girl group and there's just so much conditioning you have to do for your brain to allow yourself to accept that 
into your life in a lot of ways, especially if you're an army, because army is hates women. And if you're in this environment where <laughs> you are constantly surrounded by this community that is very anti-woman, who's very like um, intense and judgmental and mean to women, and it's like very possessive and this whole like energy just creates you pick that you pick it up like you pick it up sometimes and so I think that like it's a but I think it's a worthy cause and I feel like me going to the twice concert helped me realize how worthy it is to kind of like not fall into those traps and actually embrace it so okay I talked for like such a long time let's actually talk about the concert so the concert was in incredible so they sung for like literally they went for three and a half hours they did not stop at all the set the setting so like the venue was at the Blanc Center or something like that and I am obsessed with that venue so it's a stadium but it's not a very big stadium we and it was like night and day right because I am like an army who had to deal with like the bullshit of uh, SoFi. I know people had fun in Las Vegas, but I had no desire to go to Las Vegas at all. <laughs> like I wasn't even, I wasn't, I wasn't um, jealous of that experience at all. I didn't want <laughs> because I was like still traumatized from seeing BTS in LA. But this was like night and day. We just like went in, we walked in. It was super easy. Even coming out, we had to wait for Ubers and stuff, but it didn't take nearly as much time as it did before. It was just like, it was just so much easier. And so I think that kind of made it more chill. So we all dressed up as Hello, <laughs> which is like the unit song. Hello, we all run this area. And it was just like really fun. I was really comfortable. I felt really relaxed, which I think made a big difference in how I perceive the experience. And like I said, there's something magical and incredible about thousands of people just like screaming for girls and women and just like watching them on stage doing their dances. They never stopped. They did 30 plus songs. Their endurance was incredible. They sounded incredible. It was just like such a, a fun experience. And it was like really fun to get to know the girls some more and their personalities and just like get excited for them and I just loved it I just absolutely loved it it was like an incredible experience would recommend for everybody let's see what were my favorite songs that were performed okay so like my favorite twice songs are Moonlight Feel Special I really like more and more and yes and of course the feels and of course Can't Stop Me those are my favorite songs and they were all performed and just like screaming and like singing the songs were really really great and so now I feel like we should talk about like each member instead of like the vibes of each member so I guess we'll start with Nyan and if I'm and if I'm and I'm gonna try my best to pronounce the girls names I'm still like making sure that I like am getting them right but Nyan she is just like her energy is so fun and bubbly and cool and she dance she sings live and she's incredible and as a performer she's so engaging and she's like really interactive with the audience and I just really really love her so much her and then like her and hello was just like incredible like just I just love her voice and how stable she is and everything like that 
So she's like that bitch. Speaking of that bitch, I guess should we talk about Mina or should we talk about <coughs> Sana next? Like who are both like, again, when we talk about like sort of like getting inspiration from twice like we do um, BTS or whatever, I feel like Mina and Sana are like my bad bitch inspiration. Like <laughs> those girls are just so cool. So like first Mina is like this like classy like she her presence on on stage is so specific like she has like sort of like this regal bad bitch and I know like I read that she was a she was a a ballet dancer and she just has like this delicate and like she kind of reminds me of Tay in a way of being kind of like this is demon of like, well, actually Sana is a demon, but like, she just like, she's like very, very simple and like stern. And then she'll like give like a little wink or like uh eyebrow raise. And she's just like, has this like really like bad bitch, like who you want to be. When we talk about cool girl energy. That is Mina. Like that is her. So we have Jihyo who is the leader. And again, like dancing, like the rent is, do like she just (laughs) dances so hard she sings so hard she's clearly because another thing that people I said because like I said I like am checking my biases as well and I feel like I was like the twice girls are not really into it they're like whatever you know because again like internalized bullshit right and like she is so dedicated and so like intensely passionate about this all and you could just tell on stage that this is what she wants to do this is what she's been waiting to do this is the thing that she is just like super super excited about and is here on this planet to do so I really really enjoyed watching her let's see let's do oh yeah Sana like Sana she's just like I said like but like she's like again like she's just like a sexy cool girl who has like these amazing silly moments like I feel like Sana is like if you have like a a romantic comedy movie or like like a coming of age movie she's like the cool girl that like everybody wants to <laughs> to date and she's like the popular girl who's like nice to everybody and everything but in like a good way do you know what I mean like she just like has that energy about her and is also really great on stage and seems to like the other girls seem to love her and she seems to like really really love everyone as well let's see Momo hello like Momo was like one of the people that I was like very very aware of even before I was like really into twice and there's a reason for that because she is you know like her dancing to her like when she did her the dance break for more and more like she just like gets on stage and she like unleashes and she has like this really kind of like essential sexiness that's the other thing about twice that I think is really really good I don't know if it's because they're older because I think they're all in their like mid to late 20s right is they are they embody sexiness in a really real and authentic way because you know a lot of times I have issues with boy groups because they're sort of like performing the sexiness but whether it's the cuteness the sexiness the sensuality whatever whatever twice is doing you just like a hundred percent believe it and you believe in them like you're like oh this is really them they're really into this they're really doing this right now that is what's really cool about them and Momo is I feel like the leader of that like main dancer like obviously like the way she dances and she moves is incredible Chewy again she's just like so beautiful (laughs) like she just is like so like sweet and like 
she's like she's like she's always seems like a little like like a little overwhelmed by everything but i just like she's like one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen like she's just so pretty and then just like such a fun performer and i just loved her as well che like first of all che has like all the most che and Young have like the most iconic raps because like i heard a bunch of twice songs i did not have never heard before and they always have iconic raps and i just really love them che is like really funny and fun on stage like Dion, Dion as well like they both of them are just like real like hams and fun and like I feel like Dion, Dion, make sure I'm pronouncing that right if I'm not you can correct me she's the person that I feel like I would give to somebody who is really like a vibe k-pop stand who like really wants somebody who has a personality and is funny and stuff like that I feel like she's a good her and Che are like really good intros to that world i saw this amazing video and it was like dahyun and then it was like apparently like she hosted something with jen and there was like this like i guess it was like a shipping compilation which by the way like i'm super excited to like explore the world of bts and twice ships like as you know like i ship everybody with everybody like I'll ship twice members with BTS. I'll ship them with Blackpink. I don't care. Like, I just love, like, again, I don't love internal group ships because they make me nervous. But outside of groups, absolutely. And Diane and uh, Jen is, like, iconic. I know I've, like, heard rumors, like, about, who is it, like, uh, Chewy and Tay. I don't know. Like, Chewy and Tay is, like, not the combo I'd put. I'd probably put Tay with Sana, right? How like bad bitch or Mina? Oh my god! <laughs> should I should I put them? Should I like do everybody just for fun? I don't know. Like I feel like this is gonna be kind of a silly thing to say, but I feel like I wouldn't put like I just feel like the tw- like this is gonna sound anti, but it's not. But I feel like the Twice members are like not out. <laughs> Like, I feel like I would put them with somebody, like, different than the BTS members, right? Like, somebody, like, like an older, more established, like, an actor type or something. I don't want any of the TWICE members to date idol men. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to experience, like, men who are, like, outside of the industry, who are, like, more established, probably better at sex, all that stuff. That's what I want for them. So, like, I don't necessarily know if I would put... Like I said, Diane with like Jen and 100% Mina with Tay. I know that there is that big rumor between for like Jimin and Chong Young. I think I was trying to pronounce it. Sorry, I'm learning. And that's interesting to me. She is, she had so much fun on stage. I love you know, I feel like I know people were saying that they weren't sure like how she because she's gone through so much. But when she was on stage with us, she was totally into it. She seemed like she was having a lot of fun and she was like really engaged and into it. And so it was fun to watch her go. I cannot imagine what she's going through and how she's perceived and how she has to deal with everything that she's been going through. So she's really fun on stage. I really love her. I would love to know what happened with her and Jimin, but whatever happened, I'm definitely on her side because fucking Jello Jimin. I mean, come on, come on. Like, like you never catch me. Like, it's probably like it's so funny because somebody was like, I think a couple people were like, well, you know, one of the Twice members broke up with a BTS member 
backstage and I'm like well what did he do and I and like I don't know like I think it's really again when we talk about like like BTS are still men you know what I mean and I think that it's really interesting how again when we talk about like how like we have all this like but again that's like I'm just thinking with my dick my dick dumb <laughs> okay so I think we did everybody and Chewy, yeah, Chewy, Jiho, Dehyun, Mina, Chewy, Momo, Chewy, Nayeon. Yep. So that's the girls. Oh my gosh. They have COVID? Who has COVID? I was just looking up. Oh, that sucks. Oh man, Mina, Nayeon, Momo, and Chewy. Dang it. <sighs> This damn country does it again. Also, they all have Instagram accounts, so go follow them. And Nyan is gonna has a her first mini album coming out next month. So get ready. I hope that I've sold them to you adequately. But yeah, I love them. I think that it's like a worthy I think it's like a nice, I really think that it's like a good sort of like way to heal some of the like drama and trauma around womanhood and girlhood and sort of like I feel like a lot of us feel kind of victimized by the experience of being women and I think that's like another reason why people like escape into boy groups and like go into that world but I think it's like a nice way to heal our relationships with womanhood and with other women and sort of like practice this like this idea of really taking men out of the the perception we have of other women and like making them not the center of how we treat each other or treat ourselves I think that's like what a good girl group and getting really into them can do and sort of challenge those perceptions and challenge yourself because once you get to that place, it just makes things way better. And yeah, like we, and again, like we talk about like our politics and the things we believe. And again, like this is kind of like on a bigger like societal level, but I feel like this is like something that, I know people are going to roll their eyes. I don't really, I don't give a shit when people roll their eyes at me anymore. But like on a bigger scale, like these like small little like perceptions about women and the way we think about women and we treat women really kind of like build the building blocks of kind of like our bigger societal issues that we have still around how women because a lot of times women are the biggest partners to the patriarchy that exist and just like I said hearing the little comments that a lot of people have said about twice really puts a lot of that stuff into perspective because we say that we are for women we are like women are there and we're with them but again like when it comes to men we love or men we think we love, even that we don't know, like BTS, all of a sudden all those politics go out the window. So I think that like getting into girl groups is just like a good way to practice all that stuff and to like heal some of that stuff and just like give some perspective because like I said, being an army is not a healthy thing. Like the army community, unless you're like off of it and out of it is not necessarily the most like, emotionally healthy experience to be a part of especially now so I think 
getting out of that energy and being in a more feminine energy and being a part of a community that doesn't have the same relationship, that doesn't have the same, like there's a bunch of twice fans, but in there are a lot of queer twice fans or whatever, but, but the energy is just so different. And I think that it like improves things in a different way, you know? So definitely check out twice. So I will put together a twice playlist that we'll put in the comments where you can explore and get excited about twice. If you ever get the chance to go to the show, it's incredible. Like they do like, is it four? Let's see. Four, four outfit changes, three or four outfit changes. And the sets are great. It's like simple and straightforward. And then they also have this like wheel that they spend for doing like encore songs. And like I said, they're so prepared and they're doing things at such a high level. They're prepared to really sing any sequel song like they just are ready um and they just sing for a long time I think like they just go for a long time they do their messages but they're not overly long they're sweet and simple and again like the energy and the vibes just different so if you want the show let me know I would love to hear more about your thoughts about sort of like the greater overall experience of being a woman and how it affects your perception of girl groups and everything like that and I'm trying to like get out of this episode Next week, we will be talking about GOT7. Uh, GOT7's new album is out. And by the time you listen to this, the new album is out. The new song is out. And I would have gone to my first GOT7 concert, the fan meet show. Super exciting. Yeah. So I will be talking about that. And then I think that'll put us right up on proof, right? So like this week is so I guess this is probably gonna this is probably gonna come out late so this will probably come out this week and then got seven can I listen to proof I guess the only thing that I will be commenting on is the music video because I'm not gonna be buying I'm not buying that <laughs> that's it I'll talk to you later bye